In our study of Psalm 127, verses 1 to 2, Solomon has been speaking about the Lord building the house and watching over the city. We move now to the second verse and the first part of that second verse, where Solomon now moves from the truth to its application in our lives. He tells us that if the Lord is building the house and watching over the city, then, according to verse 2, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Well, let's take a moment here to consider what Solomon means by this phrase in the first part of verse 2. What causes us to rise early and to stay up late into the night? Well, there are any number of reasons for this, but let's answer the question from the context of Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2. The psalmist speaks about building the house and watching the city. And both of these tasks, of course, require great responsibility. The building of a house and the watching of the city requires the provision of for the bills to be paid. It requires dealing with busy schedules. It, it's concern for the well-being of partners and children, assuring the protection and security of, of its members and citizens, resolving the conflict, and any number of matters that come to our attention as we build our house and, and uh, watch out for the city. And all of these responsibilities create a certain amount of anxiety in our lives. And with this anxiety comes the feeling that we've got to do more to provide or resolve the issues before us. Solomon calls this eating the bread of anxious toil in the second part of this verse. And we'll examine that at another time. But the idea here is that we take these matters on ourselves to re resolve them. We, we rise up early, our hearts full of anxiety, and we stay up late, spurred on by that same anxiety. Now, before we get too far into this, let me say that Solomon does not devalue the benefit of hard work. In fact, Solomon believes strongly in working hard. Consider what he says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11, when he says this, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, ruler, or officer, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. You see, Solomon rebukes the lazy man here who, who, who lays in his bed refusing to work. He warns him that if he does not take responsibility seriously, he and his entire family will be plunged into poverty and ruin. Consider also the words of Proverbs 31 about the excellent wife. Proverbs 31, 13 to 15 says this, she seeks wool 
and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Psalm 30, uh, Proverbs 31, 13 to 15. Notice that Solomon speaks here, the, the proverb rather speaks here about the hardworking wife who, who rises while it is still night to provide food for her family. And Solomon praises this kind of woman, the hard-working wife. Consider also the words of the Apostle Paul about his own ministry, writing in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-three to 27 he says this, Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with which with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Now, there can be no question here that Paul toiled hard for the Lord. And he tells us that there were sleepless nights of service, and he admits that there was the daily pressure and anxiety for all of the churches. Paul believed so strongly in work that writing to the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians 3 verses 10 to 12, he says this, For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. According to Paul, if you are not willing to work, then you shouldn't eat. And Paul rebuked those who were living a life of idleness. He encouraged those who were depending on others to provide, to work to earn their own living. In fact, in that same chapter, the Apostle Paul felt so strongly about this matter of working hard that he tells the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 6, Now we command you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the traditions that you receive from us. Paul tells the Thessalonians to keep away from anyone who was lazy and walking in idleness or had adopted a lazy lifestyle. He did not want the Thessalonians to be influenced by people who would not work hard. 
And so it's clear in Scripture that, that the Bible encourages hard work. Now, if this is the case, how are we to understand what Solomon is telling us here in Psalm 127 and verse 2 when he says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Let me offer three suggestions to answer that question. The first point I want to make here is that we need to understand our limitations. Remember that Solomon tells us that we labor in vain trying to build the house by ourselves. He reminds us that we stay awake in vain trying to take care of the problems of the world and the problems of the city by ourselves. Now, there are many things we simply cannot do or resolve, despite how much we would like to do so. We, we can't change our children as much as we would like to. We, we would like to change our circumstances or our relationships, but it's just not happening. We, we can fight God all our lives about things that he has determined for us. I was visiting a couple in a hospital a, a number of months ago, and the husband was dealing with cancer and the and the change that that brought to his life. And and uh, as I was talking to them, the wife asked me this question: How how do we how do you not become angry with God in this situation? And the Lord put it on my heart simply to tell her to surrender to Him. You see, you can't have peace as long as you're fighting God. And she could not change her husband's health. That was in the Lord's hands. Rising up early and going to bed light is, is sometimes the result of this futile effort to change what is not in our power to change. All of this is vain. And there are times when all we can do is place the matter in the Lord's hand and go to bed. We must understand our limitations. Not only must we learn our limitations, but we also, secondly, need to learn how to trust God with those limitations. Now, there's certainly a time for hard work, but sometimes that hard work can lead us to believe that everything depends on us. And the surest way to fail is to depend on the flesh. Consider the words of Jeremiah in this regard. Jeremiah 17, verses 5 and 6 says this, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and will not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Jeremiah makes it clear that when we trust ourselves and our own flesh, we will become like a dried out bush in this salted desert. Now, there's a rising up early and staying late, awake late. That is the result of a distrust in God. 
We work with all our might to make the life we want. We live as if everything depends on us, and there is very little room in our lives for trusting God. And if this is the case, there is one thing that is sure. The life you built will not be the life God intends. You can fill your life with pleasures and health and wealth, but it will not be ultimately fulfilling and satisfying, for it's not based on the foundation of trusting God and His purpose. Now, the law of the Old Testament required that every seven years, the people of Israel refrain from planting their gardens. Now, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a farmer, depending on the crop each year, to adhere to that law? For a whole year, they would have to depend on God for provision. And that law reminded people that they could, in fact, trust God. Now, there are many people in our day that that cannot take a sabbatical year. They just can't seem to trust the Lord with their issues. They can't go to bed early. They have so much to do. They, they, they have to get up early because everything depends on them. And when Solomon says, it is vain that you rise early and go late to rest, he speaks to those of us who struggle to trust. There's one final point I want to make here that relates to contentment in God's purpose. As we commit ourselves to God and to his purpose, there'll be times when we're just not sure that we like our circumstances. We have an idea of what to expect in life, and God's purposes don't always line up with that. When we first went overseas as missionaries, the mission wanted us to become more fluent in the French language, and so we were sent to Reunion Island, where we were to stay with the goal of gaining more proficiency in the language. Now, the problem was that every house was encircled by a six- to eight-foot wall. We couldn't even see our neighbors. We had no role to play in the local church at the time, and and to meet people, we had to go shopping or to the gas station or wherever uh, just to even meet people and interact with them. There was limited interaction, in fact, and I remember feeling so discontent at that time, uh, and, and I thought about those who were supporting us to be on the mission field, but we were not ministering. And in frustration, I went to the Lord and said, Lord, I'll do anything you want me to do. Just don't ask me to do nothing. And to this day, almost 40 years later, I still remember the Lord's response. He said, unless you are willing to do nothing when I ask you to, you're not willing to do anything. And those words burned deeply into my soul. My problem was that I was discontent with what God had asked me to do, and it wasn't until I confessed this and accepted His will that I could have any peace. Discontentment will cause us to stay up late and to rise early in an attempt to change our situation. It will create anxiety in us that will steal away our peace and our joy. And so Solomon tells us that it is vain for those who are discontent to rise up early and to go to bed late trying to change their circumstances. 
So Solomon tells us that it's vain to rise early and stay awake late. He's not telling us that we should stay in bed all day. What he is addressing here is the motivation that causes us to become anxious and discontent with our lot in life. He speaks here to those who cannot accept their limits and, and must learn to trust in God. He speaks here to men and women who have their own idea of what they want in life and find themselves discontent with God's purpose. These individuals fight God and what he's doing. They want things their way instead. Now, I know and I understand that nobody wants to be sick. Nobody wants to lose a job. Nobody wants to lose a loved one. Circumstances in life are often very difficult for us to accept. And we can rise up early and stay up late fighting to change what we cannot change or, or, or fighting God on this issue. So, and, and some people might have a measure of resolution in that. But Solomon tells us that all these efforts are in vain. The challenge for us instead is to understand that there are some things we have no power to change and to accept that. All we can do in these moments often is to trust God. And until God breaks through and changes things, we must learn to be content. And this contentment is a gift of God to those who surrender to his purpose and accept their limitations. It's this God-given contentment that allows us to cast our cares on him and trust him. And it is this contentment that enables us to rest and sleep the sleep of the peaceful. <laughs>